I'm Art Jobot from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from Thursday, the 4th of November, 2021. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia, the country, not the state. Let's start with updates on the municipal election runoff held this past Saturday, the 30th. Georgian Dream, or Otsneba, won 19 out of 20 municipalities. National Movements, or Natsebi candidate Georgi Kwanchilava won in Salanjika, having gotten more than 15% of the votes. In the capital, incumbent Tbilisi mayor and the Otsneba candidate Kaji Kaladze got 55% of the votes to Nika Melia's 45. On the night of Saturday the 30th, Georgian opposition leaders and their supporters gathered in front of the parliament building to protest the results of the runoff. The opposition claimed that the election results had been fabricated and announced a massive demonstration in Tbilisi and rallies in other cities of the country scheduled for the 7th of November. Soon after, the date of the demonstrations was changed to the 6th of November to avoid the association with the anti-Natsebi government protest, which took place across the country on the 7th of November back in 2007. That's anti-government protests when the national movement were in power. That day, the demonstrations were dispersed with tear gas and water cannons, and over 500 people were hospitalized. On Monday the 1st, Mamuka Khazaradze, one of the leaders and co-founders of the Lelo opposition party, left parliament to continue the fight in the streets for the annulment of the recent municipal election results. A number of opposition party members followed Khazaradze's decision and resigned from their positions as MPs. Natsebi members Levan Vashalomidze and Nona Mamulashvili also left parliament. Being in prison did not stop Misha from urging other MPs of the opposition to resign as a form of protest. He praised Lelo Party leader Mamuka Khazaradze for his decision. On Tuesday the 2nd, Misha released a letter from prison claiming that the opposition actually won the elections, but the ruling party had fabricated votes everywhere. He asked citizens to join the street rallies demanding the annulment of election results and his release from prison. In his letter, he also stated that if he is released from prison, he will call for elections within 10 days. However, these were not the only issues during the elections. An investigation is underway into the physical assault of Nika Melia, Tbilisi mayoral candidate for the Natsebi. What happened, you ask? On the day of the runoffs, Melia, who arrived at a polling station after a power outage, was beaten up while giving an interview. He claimed that electricity was deliberately cut off on the spot upon his entrance. European Parliament and Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, OSCE, ODIR, Observer Mission, have assessed the runoffs, stating that the race was generally competitive and organized professionally, but increasing polarization and negative rhetoric in the election environment once again demonstrated the need for further reforms. Thank you, Odir. Transparency International Georgia, another and superior organization that monitored the runoffs, has recorded 150 minor and serious violations and filed over 20 complaints during the municipal election runoff. According to the organization, violations included physical confrontations, interference in the work of observers and journalists, and the admittance of voters to polling stations without checking electoral ink stamps. On Tuesday the 2nd, the Lelo Partnership for Georgia faction, composed of seven opposition MPs, boycotted Parliament's plenary session. Faction members demanded that Misha be brought to a civil clinic rather than the personal the prison clinic to receive proper medical care after his 33-day hunger strike. We've already mentioned in previous shows, Misha was arrested in Tbilisi on the 1st of October and has been on hunger strike since then. Georgian Minister of Justice Rati Bregadze dismissed the fears of the opposition. He told Imedi TV that an emergency vehicle is patrolling the penitentiary facilities around the clock, relevance unsure of, while doctors are on duty outside his cell to provide medical care if needed. 
On Wednesday, the third, Droa party leader Elena Khoshtaria started a hunger strike in solidarity with Misha. The strike will continue until he is transferred to a civil clinic. On Sunday the 31st, while everyone's attention was directed towards the municipal election runoffs, the judiciary sleazily added two new members to the High Council of Justice. The U.S. Embassy released a statement that sounded tepid in Georgian, but was by diplomatic standards quite strong, stating that the process had not been competitive or transparent. The American embassy also said that the judiciary missed an opportunity to show openness and failed again to elect its representatives through a democratic election process. On to some COVID news. This week, Georgia had a daily average of over 5,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases. On Wednesday the 3rd, the country hit over 6,000 new cases and 50 deaths. On Monday the 1st, Health Minister Ekaterina Tikaradze said the government had no plans to impose coronavirus restrictions. On the same day, the German government handed over 3,000 doses of monoclonal antibodies to Georgia. The antibodies will be used in the treatment of COVID-infected patients. According to the health ministry, the monoclonal antibody treatment is used widely in the U.S., Japan, Great Britain, and the EU member states. Coordination Council is reviewing the COVID-19 green passport package proposed by the Georgian Center for Disease Control and working to specify the date of its activation. According to Deputy Health Minister Tamar Gabunia, green passports will contain information on the vaccination status of individuals, PCR test results, and confirmation of recovery from COVID-19 if there has been some. Passports will be used for epidemiologically risky locations, particularly in restaurants and hotels. Let's talk a little bit about traveling and tourism. The number of people participating in the green card lottery to emigrate to the United States has grown significantly. In 2011, only 20,000 people from Georgia registered in the draw, while in 2021, over 110,000 have registered. In addition to the green card, the demand for tourist visas to the United States has grown, so it is impossible to book an interview at the U.S. Embassy for a visa until February 2023. British travel magazine Wanderlust is listed Tbilisi among the world's most desirable short-haul destinations. Best destinations were chosen by the magazine's readers, and Tbilisi took third place after Lisbon and Seville. Regular flights from Kutaisi International Airport to Barcelona resumed on Sunday the 31st, and flights to Vienna have done so this week as well on Tuesday. As you might already know, vaccinated Georgians can travel for pleasure without a visa to the EU via Spain and Austria. Now, a bit about Georgian arts and culture. On Tuesday, the second, Tbilisi's National Gallery reopened after renovation. For the new exhibition, curators selected 20 works by Georgian filmmaker Elena Mikaberidze was awarded the current time TV prize at the DOK Leipzig Festival's co-production market this week. As part of the prize, Elena will benefit from production support for her work-in-progress documentary Cadillac Dreams features a teenager that has friends on both sides of the border that has separated residents of the Abkhazian province and the rest of Georgia since the armed conflict in the early 1990s. On Sunday the 31st, Georgian tennis player Ekaterina Gorgodze and her doubles partner Irina Bada won Romania's Transylvania Open tennis tournament after defeating their Serbian opponents in the final. Boom! That's it for this week. Thanks for joining. Subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Georgia. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at rorschach.com. Achandis. Achandis.